Spring football is in the books. It's all over. But on today's show, I want to look at those guys that maybe the names that you're not so familiar with that saw their stocks rise. Who are going to be those names that you're going to want to look for in 2023? We'll get into that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Spring football is in the books, as I said, and it's time to wrap that up our discussion of some of the practice and get into some names today. It's name time. It's time to look at some of those players that you're going to want to know. And these are players, I'm not talking about the Donovan Azarakus or the Ryan O'Keefe's or even or even the Elijah Jones that are, are players that have kind of established themselves, that have really put themselves up on that front page that you're not, you already know about going into next year. I'm going to look at some of the other um, big names that could, that really have established themselves as guys that are probably going to go into that too deep at, at either one or two. And I think they're going to be names that'll be playing next year. So let's start off with the defensive side of the ball, the defense who won the spring game. Again, I, as I've said uh, multiple times, I put no, I put no stock into the spring game that it's just a game that just happened. And it was, it was there, <laughs> but I thought you did see a little glimpse of, of some things. And the first name that I want to bring up as a stock riser is, is Amari Jackson. Mitch Wolf, our staff writer, has been on the Amari Jackson bandwagon since last year. This is a kid from Georgia, who Eagle Landing, Georgia. What a perfect place for a kid to come from, right? And he had two interceptions in the spring game. But... What impressed me was that he just looked, from my perspective and from what I've talked to the staff and heard from Elijah Jones, this kid looks like he is ready to just not only jump up and be a starter, but jump up and be an impact player. I'm looking at Amari Jackson, not just as a guy that's going to take snaps, but as a guy that could lock down one of the better wide receivers, be a big physical cornerback, be one of those um, boundary cornerbacks that's going to do a lot this uh, next coming year. I love this kid's play. I think he's going to be in for a major, um, you know, he's going to be in for not immediate blitz, but he's going to be a name you're going to see. I bet you they're going to be throwing him in front of cameras come summertime. And then when the fall comes, you're going to hear about interceptions. We're going to see a lot of plays made by Amari Jackson. He's only a sophomore folks, but he's already developing into a player that you're looking for. Now, one of our listeners has already jumped in with one that he wants to see, and I totally agree. Um, and it is Marty Party who says, Quan Williams. And if you read my article earlier today on Eagle Insider, I put Mar- Quan Williams on it. So thank you, Marty, for that um, that suggestion because he's to- you're totally right. And what is it about Quan Williams? Well, first of all, he is one of the highest rated recruits BC landed in 2022. Uh, out of Maryland, he is a defensive tackle who in one year, listen to this folks, put on 21 pounds. Now, hopefully it's good weight, but as we've said on this podcast, weight additions have been a big thing 
uh, for this team since last year. And that's a good thing. You want guys that are bulky, that are big. He's 312 pounds now. That is a big boy, folks, that you're going to plug in the middle. You're going to have to replace Chibuzi and Wuka, who I loved watching him play. That guy was a great transfer portal find. And I think Quan Williams will be more than adequate to do what Boozy did, which is to be that spark plug up the middle. I, I'm interested to see what he does in terms of like run defense and how he he collapses the pocket on pass rushes because I think he's going to be able to do that. I'm not going to say he's going to be a big pass rusher. I just think he's going to be a guy that will help cause problems at the middle that will get guys like Donovan Azaraku in the name that we're going to get into next um, to get some sacks. And I think that's exciting, right? So I think Quan Williams, I expect him to be right up there as defensive tackle one or two uh, starting off the beginning of the year. And I thought his stock rose a lot. And a lot of that could have been injuries, but I still, even if the, even if Nigel Tate, who was out, and Ty Clemens, who was out, and Owen Stoudemire, who are out, if even if they played, I expect Quan Williams to be out there and getting a majority of those snaps. So that's a good one too. The other defensive player I want to get into we have two more to go here, folks. Actually, three. One that I left off of my list on Eagle Insider, I want to add in here. Because I only did five total defensive players, but I want to give this guy credit because I thought he looked tough. And that's Bryce Steele. Now, Bryce Steele last year was his sophomore season. It's his second year going from being a safety to a linebacker. And I thought the, the linebackers as a whole – they didn't do anything super impressive and at times were kind of problematic out there on the defense. I thought Bryce, when I saw him play, looked physical. Um, he had some big plays out there in the spring game. Uh, he, again, bulked up. He looks, just from seeing him from last year, being near him last year to seeing him this year, he looks bigger. He looks like a physical linebacker now. So Bryce Steele, and I think that's a big, big um area of, of of excitement for this defense because you need that, that linebacker group to improve. Vinny De Palma, I thought, was the best linebacker that they had last year. He's a solid player. Doesn't Again, he does what you need to do. He's not like an explosive player, but he does what you what you want. Love to see like Bryce Steele to step up or Cam Arnold to step up, but Steele himself was one that I wanted to, to, to highlight here. The other player I want to highlight in terms of um, defensive backs is Alex Washington. Alex Washington is that transfer from Harvard. He came over here. Now, I, I'm just like you folks. Like when I hear a transfer from Harvard, my first thought goes, how is that guy going to do when it comes to going into the ACC? Like you're going from Harvard who plays in the Ivy league to the ACC when you're going to have to cover, you know, wide receivers that are going to go into the NFL. That's a big jump. But watching Washington, and hearing about how he's improved from the team and from the coaching staff, I like what I've heard. And I think, and what I've seen, I think he's going to be okay. And I think he's going to be a guy that you're going to see out there getting starter snaps. A uh, good size. It was he 6'2, 6'3, which is what half is going with that defense. The, the Legion of Boom defense, I think, was what Mitch called it at one point. Um, love his play. I think he's going to be one. And our final, we're going to wrap up the defensive side. I mean, these are like five names and, and hopefully you're writing these down so that when it comes to that NIU game that starts off the 2023 season and you hear these names, you go, Oh man, I remember AJ talked about that guy. 
because I think that's that's what this is about, right? We're four months, a little over four months away from the start of the 2023 season, wiping away the 2022. And these are some names to look at. This guy, the last one, is been a fan favorite of this site. It's been my fa- one of my favorites, and and I, if I could give him nil money to be a a a, um, a spokesman for our site, I would do it. It's Nito Ekpala. I uh, remember Nito when he for or Neto Neto Ekpala, excuse me, Neto Ekpala. His first year, twenty twenty one, he blocked that punt against Clemson. Comes in last year, um, and played. I think it was three hundred and twenty downs is what I looked up on Pro Football Focus which was significantly lower than what Marcus Valdez had, than what Donovan as had. So it wasn't like he was out there, um, you know, with the most snaps. He, again, another guy that put on, he's up to 250 pounds now. So he's put on, I think 17 or 18 pounds since coming to camp. Coming to camp. If he, if he can keep that weight with that size, with that speed that he has, he's going to be a major problem and putting him out there with Azaraku and even Shida Salah, I think is going to give you a really dynamic group of defensive ends. Um, I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch on this team. So uh, those are my defensive players. Who, who did I miss anyone? Uh, I, there's probably some guys that you guys want. Um, leave them in the comment section. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to those at the end of the show. Now on the next round, I want to get to the offense. Look at some of the players that on the offensive side of the ball uh, have really rose their stock heading into next year. So looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste. I've just got the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs built bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously. They taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in a hundred percent real dark chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they're, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie and cookies and cream. Guys, I am, I'm getting hungry just thinking of these. They're so good. If you know me, I have a box in my house at all times. There are meal replacements. There are snacks for more on the go. If I have to run down to practice or anything else, I have my belts with me. And now you don't need to wait to get for, wait for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can get your specialty flavors still at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box, bo- bo- four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar puff, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with a hit flavors of everything you love. Folks, head over to Built.com right now. Pick up a box at Sam's Clubs or at Walmart. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. And let's get to the offensive side of the ball. And I want to get into some names that I think were impressive from the spring. Now, if you watch the spring game, it was vanilla. There wasn't much, there wasn't much that you could, you could gleam in terms of the offense because they, as, as Mitch said, they were running four verts for like 45% of their plays. They were at like three running game plays. It wasn't like much, but, I've I've covered I cover the team. I go I've watched the the all of the press conferences. I've talked to Jeff Halfley. I've, I've we've you know gotten every all the info that you need to know about it. So when excuse me when 
we're evaluating this spring. It, it's from a, a wider perspective than the spring game. I don't want to just do this from the spring game perspective because it's silly. There's nothing to gain from just looking at the spring game. Now, the first name I want to bring up, it's not CJ Kling Scales, who's on the picture right now, is Jacoby Robinson. And I do this with hesitation because I don't want you guys to do what fans always do. We have a saying here at Locked On BC that the backup quarterback is the most popular player on the roster because you see like potential, but you do, you think that potential is going to always be better than what you have. In ca- some cases, like Emmett Moorhead last year, you would be right. In a lot of cases, I go back to 2015 with Troy Flutie and Jeff Smith and John Fadul. It wasn't right. <laughs> so, Excuse me. When you're looking at this, I'm not saying Jacoby Robinson should be the starting quarterback. I honestly don't think he's ready to even be the backup quarterback. But what I saw from Jacoby Robinson <clears throat> and what I heard from the coaching staff is a guy that has that has jumped up the, the the depth chart, and I see him continuing that ascension. And whether that's one year away, whether that's a couple years away, I think he's going to have some stuff that's going to be special for this team. We saw that in the spring game when he made that big run. But on the flip side, he's still a high school senior, technically. He's 18 or 17 years old. He needs time, but you see the glimpses there. You see the excitement. You hear Jeff Halfley say <clears throat> that when they have recruits on campus, they're pointing to Jacoby Robinson and saying, who's that guy throwing all those big, long passes? So you can see why he could be exciting. I think his stock rose. I Just based off of what I heard, you have to wonder if he's already passed a guy like Peter Delaportis and where he is against Matt Reavy. Because BC right now, that's that backup quarterback position is a big giant question mark. I don't know who the backup is going to be. And if you've been on Eagle Insider, cheap plug here, you already know that they're already looking at other backup quarterbacks. And I'm not going to give the name away because it's my little insider nuggets that I have over there. You can sign up right now for a dollar for the first month and go find that out right now if you want to. Because it's a name you might be interested in. Head over to Eagle Insider right now. But we're talking about offensive players. What other players are guys that saw their stock rise this spring? The other name I want to bring up is a much maligned player, a player who struggled, I think, tremendously in 2022, which is Jeremiah Franklin, tight end. Now, you know, you know I love talking tight ends here at Lockdown BC. If Chris Davis, one of our listeners, is listening to me, He's going to probably hit me up in my DMs and tell me, hey, AJ, I heard you talking about tight ends again. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, I'm talking about tight ends again. Last year, when George Takis was banged up, Jeremiah Franklin, as a true freshman, was thrown to the wolves and thrown out there to play. Now, he struggled. He had, you know, he was inconsistent with his catching. He wasn't that big. He, uh, you know, just like everyone else on that line, struggled with blocking. Well, he put on, just like, you know, the theme of the first segment we had, he put on weight. He's matured. I think he's going to be a a solid 
tight end too. To the point where when you were looking at uh, transfer portal targets this year, tight end was not a position BC even looked at. They feel pretty good about what they have between him and Hans Lewis, who missed the spring game and some other guys. So I don't expect, I expect Jeremiah Franklin to be the guy that steps up. And then I, I, I'm going to say guys on the offensive line that we don't normally talk about. I think their stocks have risen too. The big ones for me is Jude Bowery offensive tackle um, who again, put on, he's up to three ten, three fifteen. He's perfectly sized to be a tackle for you. He's one I would watch for. And the second one are the two transfers, Logan Taylor and, and Kyle Hergel. We're going to watch both of them. I thought Kyle Hergel had a better game than Logan Taylor during the spring, but folks, I think both of these guys are going to be infinitely better than what we had last year, which was bad. I mean, let's just face it. It was bad. And I'm not, I'm not speaking to the choir here. You guys are all, you're all, you can come up with worse words than that. Throw it in the chat if you want to, but Tufts. Yeah. So that's, that's where the offense is right now. Wide receivers. I thought, you know, from what I heard, you know, there's a lot of guys there and they were looking at other guys in the transfer portal. Hint, hint. There's another name up on my board. So go check that out. Uh, and I, I think they, they've got some guys there, but no one, I would say that rose their stock rose. I mean, unless you want to consider like Dino Tomlin, but I thought he was already pretty well established last year. Now in my final segment, I want to get into hockey. Hockey? Yeah, I'm going to talk hockey because BC Hockey has brought in a absolutely monster recruiting class, including three guys that are breaking records in the um, developmental leagues. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're talking hockey here, folks. Greg Brown is going to be heading into his second season as head coach. And this is really going to be his first big class. And I'm going to tell you right now, telling you right off the bat, hockey ins and outs are, are, are things I'm still developing and learning. I love hockey, though. And what I see here coming to BC is a recruiting class that are going to open eyes and make Boston college a contender again in hockey East. Now they have a couple guys. Gabe Peralt set a new single season USA hockey national team developmental program record on Saturday with three goals, two assists that got him up to 121 points. That, is a record that passed Austin Matthews, who's with Ma- the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Jack Hughes, um, who is also with the Devils. Now, he if you want goal scorers, it's been a while, I feel like to me, that BC has had an elite goal scorer. I almost want to go back to like Johnny Gaudreau, since BC's had a guy that, you know, was elite. You get Gabe Peralt, but that's not it. BC's also bringing in Will Smith, getting jiggy with it. Will Smith with 110 points this past season. He's only 11 behind the guy that just set the record. He's coming in too. And top of that, you're also bringing in um, other players like Ryan Leonard, who is one of the top recruits in this year's class in, in terms of nationally. He's top 10. You are bringing in three guys that you're going to put with Cutter Gothier 
who is going to who is a first round draft pick who was really good last year in limited in the minutes that he played going to be absolutely stacked last year. And the great thing about college hockey is you don't have to have develop you don't have to like wait forever to develop guys. I mean Hopefully, when you get to the playoffs, sometimes you run into teams that are older. Like you, you play a Lowell who's got like six 25 year olds on their team. That can be a bit of a problem, but BC's been able to get around that. And they have guys that are established on their team for next year. When you're bringing in two guys that are elite goal scorers with Ryan Letter, who's also really good, and Cutter Gothier, you're going to have multiple lines of, of, of top notch goal scorers that are really, really, really good. It's been, I feel like BC hockey has been a sleeping giant since 2013. They have had their moments. I'm sure, you know, they've won hockey East. They've made frozen fours, but they haven't been the, the Jerry York level teams that you, that were in those, you know, those BC heydays. We haven't had that in a while. I feel like that's going to change this year. I think we're going to see something special and BC hockey was, is going to get back up to that upper echelon. And we're going to now have, was it three or four programs on campus with women's lacrosse and baseball and now hockey all in one academics, you know, one calendar year, having exceptional seasons. That's, that's fun. That's fun. That's what, this is what BC sports is all about. Right? So that's my thoughts. I wanted to get a little hockey talk in there. And I I keep seeing all these hockey people talking about, wow, BC's going to be stacked. BC's going to be stacked. So I wanted to bring that up. And I know there's a lot of puckheads out there that love hockey. And I love hockey too. We just haven't been to a game in a while. Now let's go over our comments because there's some comment sections out there. Peter Caruso says, today's baseball game versus URI was canceled or postponed due to issues related to with BC's trip back from the sweep of UNC. What are the issues, whether unforeseen circumstances or COVID? I don't think it's COVID because I, from as far as I have heard, they're playing tomorrow against UMass Lowell. I don't know. I I'm as surprised as you are. I, I, when I heard that the game was canceled, I went to my weather app and I'm like, it's not going to rain out. Why is this game getting canceled? So I don't know. Um, I'll look into that for you, Peter, because I think that was a good question to ask. Uh, We have a lot of folks talking. Um, Marty's having a good conversation. Um, (laughs) And then finally, sorry, Marty, I'm I'm going to get into Drew Adams. He says, sounds like BC will play like the Bruins. That would be great. Um, I saw, what was it? Uh, Bill... Bill Simmons saying like it was the other day when you know the Red Sox won and the Bruins won and the Celtics won and he left out BC baseball sweeping UNC but Bill Simmons is a Holy Cross guy so he's going to leave him out every time right so um, that's going to be where we wrap things up here folks thank you so much um, hopefully we'll have some more recruiting news coming up I I want to talk on tomorrow's show BC has one commitment right now. Is that a reason for concerns? Is it is it is are is BC's three and nine season last year really hurting BC on the trail? I'll get into that on tomorrow's show. I want to thank every every dayer out there that has listened to BC locked on BC every single day, like Drew Adams, like Marty, like um, sorry Peter. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting us above one thousand. Hit the like button on this. 
Make sure you subscribe so you're getting these videos every day. I have been doing, when there's news, I've been doing a daily, um, like, quick hits, like a one-minute quick uh, reel. Hopefully, you guys will check those out as well. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Thank you again. I'll see you all again tomorrow. Have a good one.